The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. things it's not service praise the name of God. all right we this is part four of our series walking of miracles and last week we last two weeks we were looking at the miracle of abundant harvest and we explained that the right seed in the right soil in the right conditions, we produce what? Abundant harvest. You know, and, and many times, you know, God always ensures, at least with me, that I'm not just a preacher of the word, that I am a doer of the word also. So sometimes things happen that, you know, I, you know I, I'm, it's like, okay, you have to do the word, you have to do the word. Every time I have to do the word anyway. Um, but last week, I wanted to give my offering with, with the POS, and it, it wouldn't work, and, you know, and I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and the network was down, and, you know, if you're like me, I mean, I, I began to get disturbed. I was like, oh, what's going to happen today? And my mind went to, I had some um, dollars on me, and my mind went to the dollars. I was trying to bring it back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, don't be so distracted, oh my. And the mind went to, to the USD that I had, and I tried to readjust it. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So uh, this one has to go now, you know. <laughs> so because, I mean, this is between me and God. Nobody knew. I mean, my wife didn't know. You know, so I put it in the offering envelope. It's not single digit. It's not double digit. So I gave it. Like I said, like we learned, that is 
our own side of the equation. The seed in the soil in the conditions is our own side of the equation. The harvest is God's side of the equation. I, I, honestly, I didn't think about it again. I didn't, I've, I've gotten to a place in my work with God. I, I don't worry about my harvest anymore. I used to be at a place where I'm worrying about the harvest. I'm, if I'm fasting, I'm praying about the harvest. By God's grace right now, I don't worry about the harvest. I'm in auto mode. You know, I explained auto mode in the last week. I'm in auto, auto mode. I don't worry about the harvest. I just sow and sow and sow. Anyway, long story short, um, Monday, Tuesday, I can't remember which day particularly. The lady gave me 12 times the amount I sold. I know the reason some of you are not clapping is, why is he him? Don't be jealous. <laughs> I'm joking. You know, the, the, the point is this. You know, God is just trying to show me that, look, and then, of course I knew I preached the sermon, remember? And God tried to show me that the word works. God is alive. When you hold back, you cheat yourself. But the POS work today. All right. So today we are looking at, and you know, you know, we've already received the offering, so don't think I'm saying this so that you know. No, it's, not a, it's about a lifestyle. It's about a principle. Okay. Today we are looking at the point of contact. And you should have gotten SMSs from us, right? Did you get SMS? Okay. Most of you did. Some of you didn't. If you didn't get the SMS from us, it means that you need to be on our database. So if you fill the connection card at the end of service, we will make sure you get all this last-minute information, you know, that can change the course of destinies, you know, so that you are up to speed. And if you did get the SMS, you will have come to this service with a point of contact to an area you need a miracle from, from God. When we look at the supernatural, we look at the, the miracles of God, you, you can't but talk about the power of God, the, what is known as the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And the nature of the anointing is that it is difficult to separate the anointing of God from God. The, it is, the, the anointing of, of God and God are, are almost inseparable in the sense that you, you can't separate one from the other. God, when he anoints, God anoints by, in fact, the word anoint means to rub, to rub something on. So when, when you anoint, when they anoint sheep with oil, they will rub the oil on the sheep. You know, so to anoint means to rub on, to rub off on, to smear. So when God anoints you, God rubs himself on you. So when you're anointed, you're actually carrying God, as it were. If you can picture that, that is huge. And God makes sure because you are anointed, you become the apple of his eyes. That's why it says, anyone that touches you, touches what? 
the apple of my eyes. That's why God says, touch not my anointed and do my brother. Because when anyone, the, the devil, whatever, tries to touch you, God needs to rise up because it is God the enemy is messing with. In fact, if you look at the word Christ, Christ, actually, the word Christ, Messiah, means the anointed one and his anointing. So you can't separate the anointed one from the anointing or the anointing from the anointing as where. I just need to say that as a means of laying a foundation. So when God wants to transfer his power, when he wants to communicate his power from one source to another source, that process is called an anointing process. So God anoints someone. So an anointing happens. And to, to really understand what, how God does it, you know, science helps us many times, even though sometimes um, they can't get really far. But they explain how God works in an amazing way. Physics, for instance, explains how power is transferred from one source to another source. How many people here... Um, did physics at some point. Okay. So you agree with me that after math, physics is the next easiest course on earth. <laughs> it is. And, and you will see why it is. Because it is just about physical things, matter, energy, how they interact. That's just all physics is about. Easy peasy. <laughs> you know, this is big church. If I were in the children's church, and I said, easy peasy, they will answer, lemon squeezy. How you know you're in the big church is when you say, easy peasy, and everybody looks at you. When you're in the general church, I say, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I like preaching in that place. <laughs> you know? Anyway, so physics tells us that there are three main ways energy is being transferred from one source to another. And I'm going to add a, a fourth one. The first one way that physics teaches us is conduction. And physics says that energy can move from one object, from one end to another end by conduction. So if you hold an iron rod and you begin to hit one end up and the other end you are holding is cold, in a short while, what will happen? The end you are holding will be hot. Why? Because... By conduction, the heat energy has been transferred. Everybody say transferred. The other way is convection. Convection is the, the movement of and transference of energy via liquid, largely. So when you, and women do this almost every day, when you boil water, what happens? The water on top is cold. The water beneath begins to get hot, right, ladies? Then after a while, what happens? The water the hot one begins to rise and everything begins to bubble. That's convention. Ladies are physicists. They do it every day, naturally, even without knowing. That is convection. Now, the third one is radiation. Radiation is transference of energy over space. 
space. It could be vac a vacuum space. It could be filled with some form of air or matter. It doesn't matter, but over space. So it, this light is reaching me via radiation. The sun is reaching the earth via what? Radiation. With radiation, you, you don't necessarily have to see the source, but you feel the heat. And there is a third part, fourth part, sorry, which we call the, the charge and discharge. So you take um, a battery or anything that can store charge, a capacitor or whatever that can store charge, and you take it to um, the, the source and you charge it. Then you take the battery to the sink and you discharge it. So when you take the battery to the source, you charge it, it has power. When you carry the battery to the sink, you discharge it, it loses power. Does that make sense? So far? Fantastic. Now, so when God wants to communicate his power, when he wants to transfer his power for, to us, he uses either conduction, convection, radiation, or charge and discharge. And when we talk about the point of contact that God uses, sometimes God uses conduction. Sometimes he uses convection. Sometimes he uses radiation. Sometimes he uses charge and discharge. My favorite way, I've explained in the first two services, yesterday's evening service and, and this morning's first, um, second service, eight o'clock service, is that my, 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 my favorite way is conduction. I, I love conduction. Why? Because I, I love to stay in contact with him. I want his hand to remain on me. I want to, I want to every step I take, that's conduction. Now, some people, what they do is, is, is charge and discharge. So, and which is, it has its values, but sometimes, you know, it can be dangerous because, so you have a, a pastor, a man of God, Whoever he charges his battery, then he comes and he is discharging his battery. Now, because the battery can last sometimes two, three years charged, some people begin to commit adultery, steal, fornicate, do all sorts of strange things. And guess what? Because the battery is charged, what happens? The power is still flowing. With no regard to the source, the power will still flow. And guess what? The power is legit. That's why some people are confused. But he's a man of God. Why is he doing that? Ah, and he's still anointed. Something is wrong. No, no, no. The power is legit. But the problem happens when the battery finishes the stages. Then it needs to come back and recharge. Then God now confronts him. With his lifestyle. So the price of purity now becomes too high for a lot of them. The price of restitution becomes too high for a lot of them. So what do they do? They go to other sources to get power. That's why you, you I'm sure you've heard pastors going to shrines and all that stuff to get power. Why? Because they've tasted it and they don't they want the lifestyle, but they don't want to pay the price anymore. So if you see someone that is doing working miracles and is not living holy. After a while, the person will eventually 
go to the devil for power. That's why. That me oh boom revelation. That's why this boy loves conduction. Plug me in and let me stay in. Why? Because when you when it's conduction, if you want to do, they will just give you twice. So when they give you twice, I say okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know. So that one is pay as you go. <laughs> Charge and discharge his contract. You got chop. Then you now have to pay. That's why people are changing their lives. I'm going to the shrines. Anyway, do we get it so far? So you say, how easy physics is? Everyone say, easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. <laughs> so I'm going to show you examples in the Bible. And, and the first example I'm going to show you is the example of Moses. Moses parting the Red Sea. In Exodus 14, from verse 15, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff. Raise your hand over the sea and divide the water so the Israelites can walk in the middle of the dry ground. Fast forward to verse 21. Then Moses raised his hands over over the sea, and the Lord opened a path through the water with a strong east wind, and the people walked on dry ground. Moses lifted up his hands. God parted the way. If Moses had not lifted up his rod, would the sea have parted? No. If God has not blown with an east wind, would the sea have parted? Moses' hand can stay up for as long as he wants. So, what am I saying? For, for, for miracles to happen, there's a God part and there is a man part. In the case of Moses, the point of contact was the rod. The point of contact was the rod to the supernatural, to the release of power. So, how was it? Was it by conduction, convection, radiation, charge and discharge? What was it? Radiation. So, Moses lifted up the rod. And east wind, you cannot see, it just flowed and you see parted. That's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Because when we said, oh, we're going to have a point of contact service, people should bring things of point of contact. So we would say, mm, Pastor, point of contact, which one be that one again? I'm showing you in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Let me give you another example Elisha. Elisha had just followed um, Elijah. And they crossed the Jordan. Elijah parted the Jordan. The story is in 2 Kings 2. By the time Elijah was being taken up, Elisha said, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the husband thereof, I see you. Because it's when you see me, you can have it. And the, his, his coat, his mantle, his, 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 his ornament dropped his cloak dropped. And Elisha picked the cloak. And Elisha went. When he was going back, he saw the river and Jordan. And verse 14 says, And he struck the water with Elijah's cloak, the jacket, and cried out, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? Then 
the river divided and he walked on dry ground. He used Elijah's jacket as a point of contact to work the miracle. So what was that? Conduction, convection, radiation, charge and discharge. What was that? Charge and discharge. So Elijah, can you see in the Bible? Elijah's jacket was charged, loaded. And it went, boom, open, and it opened. Everything you command to open, we opened. In the mighty name of Jesus. Another example in the Bible is, is the story of the children of Israel. You know, they just came out in Exodus 14 from Egypt, and they, they just they, they were singing, rejoicing, and they met Mara. The first water they met was bitter. In Exodus 15, and they cried to Moses, and they, and they said to Moses, how come this is happening to us? And they bickered, and, 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 and they murmured, and Moses cried to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood, and Moses threw it in the water. The wood became that point of contact for the miracle, and he threw it in the water, and the water was made good to drink. The point of contact you need to turn the Mara into sweetened waters, God will show you in the mighty name of Jesus. Moses took the stick and put it in the water. And the water was sweetened. So what was that? Conduction, convection, radiation, charge and discharge. What was that? A multiple Multiple actually happened there. Multiple happened there. Now, we are seeing these examples from scriptures to show us that God uses things to provoke the supernatural into being. Look, all these um, witches, abalis, everything, it's counterfeit. Counterfeit. The people that want to bewitch people, they say, yeah, bring his shirt, you know, or bring his picture, and they will begin to chuck the person with pain. Everyone that tries to chuck you with pain, pain will go straight into their hearts. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. It is counterfeit. They are trying to copy the origin, original. <laughs> and, you see, <laughs> another story. This same Elisha, it was with the sons of the prophets in 2 Kings chapter 6. Where they were staying was narrow, was too small. And they came to him and they said to him, man of God, we need a bigger space. Give us permission to build a bigger space for this ministry. And they said, okay, you can go ahead. So they, they, they borrowed a, a, an axe and went to, to fell um, trees so that they can build. And as one of them, the Bible says in verse 5 of 2 Kings 6, as one of them was cutting the tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried. It was borrowed. It was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall? The man of God asked. When he showed him the place. Now, see what happened. Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. 
Then the axe head floated. Pause. Axe head, metal. Metal in water should what? And it sank. The water was so deep, they could not dive in to get the axe head. Elisha knew the axe head was so heavy, the waves could not have carried it. Show me the spot that the accent went into. They took him to the spot. So he knew no, the water could not have carried it. It is down there. He took a stick. When you put stick in water, should it sink or should it float? It should float. So he put the stick in the place that the axe head was. And the, the stick went down. And the axe head came up. Substitutionary miracle. There are things you need to give in exchange. <laughs> there are things that are, will remain sunk until you take something that should float and give it in exchange for it. And the thing that is sinking will come up. And the things that should float will go down and take its place. Point of contact. This may be too deep for some people. They're like, God, this God is serious. Oh, yes, he is. Very serious. So this thing is legit. Yes, it is. Don't mind that Unfortunately, it has been abused. The church has abused it. They're doing all sorts of crazy things. But let me tell you something. The fact that there is fake is proof that there is an original. The fact that there is fake is proof that there is an original. Nobody will try and defraud you with a fake 5,000 note today. But there are a lot of fake 1,000 notes. Why? Because there is original 1,000 notes. So let's look at the word and see the original. I know some of you are saying, okay, pastor, okay, I get that. But you have been giving us Old Testament examples. I know it's the word of God. I know it is legitimate. I know all scriptures got breath and inspired by God. Can you give us an example in the New Testament? You want an example in the New Testament? I'm going to give you four. Four examples. In the New Testament. Number one. The woman with the issue of blood. In Luke chapter 4, chapter 8, from verse 43. This woman has been flowing with blood for 12 years. And, and the woman, Jesus was in the crowd and they were moving and everybody was there was like pandemonium, if you will, based on the description that came after you could tell. And the woman was, came from behind, pushed away, made away. She said only one thing. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. She said, I don't have enough clouds to bring this guy to my house. Nobody knows me. I don't have the money. I've spent all my money on, on doctors, she said. But if I can touch 
this, if I can have a point of contact to this man, I will be made whole. And the Bible says the fringe of his garment. In other words, he is, the, 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 the clothes they wear, you know, used to go all the way down. And the woman just touched the edge, just the, the fringe of it. And she was healed. Now, Jesus was walking. Jesus was walking. Everybody was, you know, talking him. Peter was trying to stay beside him. We are the ones hanging out with the boss, you know. Um, Philip was trying to say, if you want to see him, you have to go through me, you know, and all that. So they were just talking to Jesus and up and, up and down. Da, 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 da. Jesus was walking, Jesus was walking. Jesus just stopped. Jesus said, somebody touched me. Now, Peter said, oh God, you have been rubbing shoulders this morning. People have been pushing you. People have been talking you. I mean, how can you say somebody touched me? Jesus said, I'm paraphrasing. When you were pushing me, touching me, using your shoulder, giving me holy elbow, you placed no value on me. But somebody has come and has placed a demand and power has left me. So what that tells us is this. The value you place on the anointing determines the value that flows to you. The value you place. And unfortunately, that's, that's usually the challenge. We, we, we become too familiar with God. Even in that quiet time, you know. God, you know, you know. Okay, God is there. We just, we do things shabbily. And this woman just came from behind and touched it. And boom, she was healed. Peter, John, Bartholomew, Thaddeus, all of them. They've been touching Jesus, pushing him up and down. The guy was just going, you know, that was, Jesus was accessible. The fact that Jesus was accessible does not mean it was common. I know in a, in a bid to, be, to, to make sure that they, they don't become uncommon, some people, you know, some men of real, have put a lot of barriers around themselves just to look very... But that's not Jesus. Jesus said, I will, I will be normal. People will be able to push me, touch me, you know. But it is the person that places a demand on me that will get the result from me. So you can hang out with Jesus from now till tomorrow and nothing will happen. Another example. I'll stay on that for a while. But another example. Jesus healing the blind man. One of the blind men that he, that he healed. In John chapter 9, verse 4, verse 6 actually, Jesus spat on the ground and made mud with silver and spread it on the man's eyes and told him, go and wash. And the man went to wash and the man came back seeing. Now, picture that for a moment. Jesus, the man was blind. They brought him to Jesus. Jesus spat on the ground. So the man was blind, but he was not deaf. He was blind, but he could hear Jesus ring. And the man, is, he was up to the gate. Eh? This guy is spitting. I hope he's not going to touch me with that saliva. 
<laughs> you know, for some of us who get angry, who get irritated. I mean, it's not, it's not even cultured. Spitting in public. You know, many times, many of us say, the rules we put in our lives, if we met Jesus, we wouldn't allow him into our house. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the guy is patterned for made sand, made mud with sand, and said, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I made you out of dust. Your eye is blind. I'm going to use this same sand as a point of contact to create new eyes for you. He rubbed it on his eyes. He says, go and wash. And the sand became a point of contact for the man's new set of eyeballs. And he went to wash and he came back brand new eyeballs. Seeing. Seeing. Many people will have criticized Jesus. Why couldn't he just speak the word and let it happen? Why, does, why did Jesus have to use a point of contact? Why did he have to spit in the mud? Well, the reason is because he's Jesus and nobody can arrest him. He can do whatever he chooses to do. Another example in the New Testament. Peter, in Acts chapter 5 and verse 15, the, the, the scripture says that the shadow of Peter was healing people. That sick people were brought out into the street on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as they went by. And crowds came from villages around Jerusalem bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits and what? They were all healed. Now, again, picture that with me for, for, for a bit. Peter, going to the to Ebano to keep, pick up some groceries for his wife. Peter was married, you know. And as he was going, these people, their faith is so fired up. They're like, we don't want to disturb him from, you know, so that madame can cook soup for him. Let him go. But let's, let's just stay where his shadow will cast. So that as he's walking, his shadows can heal. What was that? Conduction, convection, radiation, charge and discharge. What was that? Radiation. So that his shadows can heal. And everyone was healed. You know who is say, Who is Peter. That one, Peter, he used to be a fisherman, no? I know him. His fishing business went down. His fishing business went down. That's when he started following that lunatic called Jesus. Now, he says that he's a, he's a man of what? It's easy to look at Peter from that light. But he said, no, this guy has been with Jesus. What is flowing from Jesus is flowing through him. And they stretched their faith. Their faith is commendable. It is unto you according 
to your faith. Another example, in the New Testament, and we can keep going and going and give you examples in the New Testament. Another example in the New Testament is in Acts chapter 19, verse, 5, verse 11. It says, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the disease left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Handkerchiefs from the hands of Paul. He, he, they bring handkerchief from his body. He goes and he healed handkerchiefs going where Paul could not go, healing the sick. Amazing, amazing point of contact. What, what kind of point of contact is that? Charge and discharge. Many of you will remember the testimony of a, of a man that came to a God who says, God will do it again, says. And he had a point of contact. I think an handkerchief, I can't remember clearly. I just remember the story. I can't remember the point of contact. His mother was in Bielsa and she was unable to walk. This man brought, let's say, his handkerchief and he was prayed over at the God in service. And the guy traveled. It says on Monday morning, he was on his way to Bielsa and the part they were in, they needed to go by boat. And the boat was in turbulence. And everybody was holding their property. He was holding his, this thing we get to the village. Long story short, placed the handkerchief on the mom and the mother began to walk. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. So God is still alive and well. And doing miracles and performing wonders. He's still alive. As potent as, as the point of contact is, and many of us we've brought a point of contact, man, your life is going to change today in the mighty name of Jesus. Believe me. I read some stories in the Bible that I shudder because I say, I'm like, Okay, why didn't the point of contact work in this case? Because there was a story, a particular story, that when I read it, I was like, what went wrong here? It's the story of Elisha and Gehazi in um, 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 29. The background to this is that the Elisha has been traveling. He was itinerant and he, he went from city to city and and from town to town. And whenever he passes a particular woman's house, she would give him a place to stay, give him food, take care of him, and refresh him and send him on his way. When he's coming back again, he will stop there and he will eat, he will rest, he will continue his journey. After a while, the woman said to her husband, this man, let's just build him a house, in a penthouse, so that he can, you know. So, they didn't ask Elisha, he just built it for the guy. The guy came next time, wanted to squat on the chair. They said, no, 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 no. We have a room for you. Oh, the guy got to the room. And after a while, Elisha said, call the woman. He says, madam, what do you need? The woman says, I don't need anything. Elisha says, everybody needs something. The principle of life. What do you need? The woman says, I don't need anything. 
And I said, says, oh, all these army generals, they come for me for prayers. I could connect you to one of them, you know, and they could turn around your business. Maybe you, you supply stuff, you know. Should I give you contacts? He said, don't give me contacts. I have enough money. I'm wealthy. You see, it is the best place to be when God will ask you, what do you want? In Solomon, he gave burnt offerings. People were having night vigil. Calling on God. God fashioned them. God came to wake Solomon up. Oh, oh boy, what do you want? That's the place I want to be. Where the God of heaven will come and say, Femi, yeah, tell me now, tell me. What do you want? That's the place to be. This woman served God in a way that she, God, and that's the nature of God. Nobody serves God and goes back empty. Nobody. Check, check. Nobody does it. Because God has not called us to serve him in vain. God says, even if you are serving me without expecting a reward, I will reward you. That's how he is. Jesus had with the boat of Peter. Peter was not asking for, for a miracle. Jesus used the boat of Peter. But Jesus, because that's the nature of God, said to Peter, okay, you know what? I'm going to give you abundance of fish. And gave him. That is how God is. Back to this story. So this woman said, I don't need anything. And Elisha said to Gehazi, do some research. Everybody needs something. Go and find out what the woman needs. And Gehazi came back and said, oh, Oga, the woman doesn't have a child. Imagine she didn't have a child. She was not bitter. She was not grumpy. She was serving God. She was giving her best. She was taking, using her initiative, doing things God has not even asked for, going the extra mile, and she did not have a child, and the man of God even asked her, and says, I'm okay. So, Elisha called her. I heard you don't have a child. Before she could speak, Elisha said, as God lives, by this time next year, you will have a son. The woman said, oh God, don't deceive me. I am doing this thing out of a good heart. Don't come and start telling me prophecies here. Elisha said, whether you like it or not, you will get belay and you will bump again. That's what he said. Not in pigeon. Huh? And, and the, the conversation actually ended with the woman not accepting. And Elisha said, we'll see if I'm a man of God. Long story short, a year after, the woman came with a son according to the word of the Lord by the mouth of Elisha. Oh, now, it was this boy that had grown up and had, had, was playing with his father and was saying, oh, my head, my head. And the father says, go and meet your mother. And he, he went to the mom. Before you could say Jack Robinson, the boy died. And when the boy died, do you know what the woman did? She just carried the dead boy and put it on that same bed that Eli Elisha sleeps whenever he's passing. He just went and put the boy there and tie a, a rapper. You know, when a woman ties a rapper, you know there's action and what. So she tied up her. She was going. The husband said, ah, madam, this is what you tied up her. What is going on? The woman said to the husband, 
all is well. Don't discuss your problem with people that cannot help you. Husband, you can't help me. She was going. She was going. Elijah, Elisha saw the woman coming. Say, this is trouble. <laughs> woman coming with a fat draw like this. Gehazi, quickly go and find out what is happening before she gets here. You know? The woman saw Gehazi. Gehazi said, oh, God said, I should come and meet you. You know, anything you tell me, you have told you have told him, the anointing is flowing through me. Talk to me. The woman looked at him and said, All is well. You that I can see from me. I beg you. <laughs> went, went, went. <laughs> so he got, finally got Elisha. And she got Elisha. She held Elisha. I told you not to deceive me. I was staying JJ. Then you came to do one prophecy, and this boy came. Now, you want to embarrass me before the whole world. The boy has died. And Elisha has seen. But madam, I've been young and now I am old. Yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed beg bread. They looked unto him and they were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. There's no one, madam. There's no one that looks unto Jesus and comes back ashamed, madam. You will not be the first, madam. So Elisha said to Gehazi, take this mantle. The mantle represented at least four times the power on Elijah, going by proportions, at least four times on Elijah. He gave it to Gehazi. Gehazi, go and put this mantle on this boy's head. He's going to wake up. Gehazi got there, put the mantle there, said to the boy, get up, get up, get up. This is not working though. And went back to Elisha. So what bothered me was this. How come the mantle of Elisha did not, how come it didn't work in the hands of Gehazi? Why didn't the mantle of Elisha work in the hands of Gehazi? Elisha had to go by himself. And lay on the boy. And life came into the boy. And the boy sneezed and came back to life. Praise the name of the Lord. But why couldn't Elisha's mantle walk in the hands of Gehazi? Why? Again, physics gives us the answer. It does. The summary is this. The priorities of Elisha was not the priorities of Gehazi. The things that mattered to Elisha meant nothing to Gehazi. Elisha was more interested in eternal things. Gehazi was more interested. Ah, is this life we are going to make it to? This one I say we should be fasting and praying. I'll be carrying your bag since he wanted, he was covetous. He had issues with carrying the power of God. He had issues with the area of his life that was open to God. He has areas of his life shut to the Holy Ghost. He had issues, he wasn't hungry for the power of God. He was hungry for money and he got leprosy at the end of the day. He had issues, he was filled with himself 
with his own ideas. Elisha will say, don't collect anything from these people. Geazai will say, ah. Isn't that foolishness? Because we are Christians, does not mean we should not use our brain. And physics, like I said, gives us the answer. How do we increase our rate of energy transfer? How do we increase our rate of energy when God's energy comes to us either by conduction, convection, radiation, or charge and discharge? How do we ensure that we can increase our rate of energy transfer? There are four variables that determines the rate of energy transfer. Physics tells us. And it's in the Bible too. I just went through the four of you, of them with you, with Gehazi. The first is conductivity. Conductivity. The material. Can the material conduct heat? Can it conduct power? Can it conduct different materials have different levels of conductivity? Silver has one of the highest 427, the higher the conductivity level, the, the, the faster the rate of energy, the more power that can go through the material. Copper has 398. Most of the cables are done with copper because of a high energy transfer rate. Concrete has a conductivity level. Silver is 400 and something, right? Copper is 300 and something. Concrete is 0.2. Sand. 0.06. When it comes to the power of God, may your life not be concrete and sand in the mighty name of Jesus. What is concrete and sand? It's simple. It's seen. Isaiah 59 says, the hand of the Lord is not shortened that it cannot save you. His ears are not deaf. He says, sin has cut you away from God. Sin insulates you. And in this context, sin reduces your conductivity. Nothing decreases the rate of power transfer faster than sin. Nothing. Nothing decreases the rate of power transfer faster than sin. Sin is a showstopper. When it comes to the flow of power. So, while sin decreases conductivity, there's something that increases conductivity, and that's fasting and prayer. Fasting increases your conductivity. When you're living for God, and you begin to fast, your your capacity to transmit charge goes up. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm so excited that we are fasting. I hope. If you are fasting, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. If you are yet to start fasting, say amen. I get a word or two. Please join the fast. It's not too late. You have the last week. Plug in. Increase your conductivity. The second that we see in the life of Gehazi, that physics also tells us, is the area of exposure. So the rate of energy transfer through a, any material is, 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 is dependent, directly proportional to the rate of area of exposure or to the source of, of heat. So what am I saying? It's simple. If a woman is boiling water 
with a cylindrical um, pot that has a small base and goes up and is filled with water. Then the woman is boiling another set of, uh, another pot of water that has a large cylindrical base but the same volume of water and heat is applied to all the area that's available which we boil faster. The one with the wider base is the same thing. The same thing. The rate of energy transfer is directly proportional to the area of exposure. Gehazi had a part of his life exposed to God. He had a part of his life hidden from God. Many people are living double lives. We have a life, a part of our lives that is the dungeon, dungeon part. Then we have the church part where we say what the right things and do the right things. Then we have the dungeon part. You see, for you to increase the flow of energy transfer, you need to increase your area of exposure. And I dare say, expose everything to God and see the beauty of transformation in your life. Stop having compartments that you are hiding from God. Stop hiding things away. Some people, they are, they are, they are. Dungeon area is their Twitter account. Some people, their dungeon is, is their WhatsApp. If we publish your WhatsApp, I will bring it to, the, to church and put it on the screen. How comfortable are you with it? I can bring mine. That's how comfortable I am. <laughs> Apart from people's counseling issues, there's nothing else. Some people is their Facebook. Some people is just that their phone. There are different things there. Different things. Things that will not make heaven. And can stop you from making heaven. If you continue. The third thing that increases the rate of energy transfer. Are you, are you with me? Are you understanding physics? Can you see how easy it is? I'm showing you in the Bible. It's very easy. It's easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. So we see the conductivity. We see the area of exposure. The third thing that we see in the life of Gehazi, that physics copied, is hunger. Hunger. The rate of change of, 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 of temperature. In electricity, it's called the potential difference. Energy flows from high potential to low potential. It's called the potential difference. In, in heat, in, in, in thermodynamics, it's called the uh, heat source, heat sink, delta T. The difference in that in other words, God has this much. The amount that flows to me is determined by how hungry I am. If you put this handkerchief in water, in this water, and you put a stone in the same water, and you bring both of them out, the stone, we only have water on the surface. If you clean it, what happens? It stays as dry as it went in. What will happen to the handkerchief? 
is soaked. The handkerchief is hungry. The stone is not. The problem is not with the water. The problem is Gehazi was not hungry. Gehazi was not hungry. It was not hungry. And hunger is so powerful. That's why, you know, science, you know, they will tell you, you always dilute acid by putting acid in water. You never put water in acid. Remember? Basic elementary chemistry. Never put water in acid. Why don't you put water in acid? Why? Because the acid is so hungry for water. If you pour water in acid, it's going to explode. Because all the acid, we want the water at once. Everybody wants to cool off at once. And God wants us to be hungry. The reason the power flow did not happen in the case of Gehazi, he wasn't hungry for what Elisha had. He wasn't hungry. He wasn't hungry. We had a, a, a selective worship session after the praise chain and everybody's supposed to have gone home. Myself and a group of people, we, we were here just worshiping God. When we finished worshiping, I, I, I get up and go. I see some congregation members, some people by themselves, they just stay back and worship. After all, we didn't lock the door, we didn't chase anybody. And, you know, and I look at them and I'm like, these people are hungry. This is what God wants. And, and, and I see them, like, like I was saying in the first worship experience, they remind me of myself. If they are worshiping, even if they say everybody should leave the auditorium, which we did not say, I will stay in the car park and I will sit down. That's how I am. I'm hungry. Hunger is always on display. I'm hungry. Are you hungry? The first thing that we see in the life of Gehazi that physics tells us is, 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 that, is the thickness of the material. In other words, the distance, D, that the heat has to travel through that material. If it's thick, if all the conditions are the same, it will take a longer time. If the material is thin, it will take a shorter time. So what does that mean to us? Simple. Gehazi was full of himself. He was full of his own ways. There was no, even though Elisha was preaching from the Bible, he was saying, I know, I don't really agree with that. Can that be true? Ah, me, I cannot take that hook, line, and sinker. Full of his own faith. I mean, the man is teaching the Bible. Is it not in the Bible? Can you not see it? Is it not black and white? Don't collect money from, from Naaman. Simple instruction. We are not to collect money. Say, what kind of man is this? God has promised me I will not die poor. If this man of God wants to die poor, let him die poor. Naaman left. He looked, he looked, he looked. He went to meet me and said, Naaman, okay, um, my master has just said to me that uh, that gold you are trying to take away, a visitor has just come that we need to... Let me tell you something. Naaman knew Elisha did not send him. Because Naaman was a general. Generals read through people. They hear what you are saying. They hear what you are not saying. He would not survive as a general if he believed Gehazi. He said, okay, your master sent you. Take. 
know, some people, you just give them what they want. Not because you are deceived. You want it, take it. And he carried the gold, he carried the silver, he got to Elisha, and Elisha says, where are you coming from? Eh, okay. <coughs> Your boy just went to the... Uh, Elisha said, did my spirit not follow you? Well, since you have collected the gold, Kukuma take the leprosy. I'm telling you, that was what Elisha said. And leprosy stuck on Gehazi. Leprosy will not stick on you. I'm praying that you realign your priorities. Realign your priorities. This thing called silver and gold is nothing. It's supposed to chase you. You're not supposed to be chasing it. Believe me. The thickness, the distance of travel. John 3.30. John says, I must decrease and he must increase. I must become thinner and thinner. Jesus must become bigger and bigger. Bigger and bigger. One of the things that God said to us when we were worshipping was this. I'm going to share with you. Say to us that when you let go of what is in your hands, I will let go of what is in my hands. Many of us, we are holding on to things. And God is saying, let it go. And I'm like, ah, no. No. And God is saying, what is in my hands? Is bigger than what is in your hands. But until you let go of what is in your hands, empty yourself. You will receive what is in my hands. But since this season, you will receive uh, all this sacrifice will not be for nothing on your head. Oh, yes. Come Sunday, the 7th of February. Whether you like it or not, you receive your miracle. <laughs> I'm saying it out of the selfish, selfish interest too. I love you. Don't say it. It's not because I don't love you. But I'm not saying because I love you. I'm saying it because Lord, my God, she May God not let us labor in vain. So all this sacrifice we are doing, you see, may we not just be pouring water on rock. May water touch your head and sink in and soak in. In the name of Jesus. For those of us that are comfortable with equations. If you're not comfortable with equations, it's okay. I've already explained the physics to you. Layman's time. And you understand it. For those of us comfortable with equations. Physics tells us. That the rate of energy transfer is K, conductivity of the material, times A, the surface area of exposure, times delta T, the change in temperature from the source to the sink, divided by the distance of travel, the thickness of the material. 
I've just exposed them. They are copying the Bible. This is sister copying the Bible. But that's the truth. That's the question right there. If you are not comfortable with the question, ignore it. Just see. Look at Gehazi. Look at the things. Conductivity. His area of exposure. He wasn't hungry. He t- thought he was equal with God. T1 and T2. The closer T1 is to T2, the less the output of this equation. D, the thickness, is inversely proportional to the output. So as D tends to zero, the bigger the output. As I die to myself, the bigger the output. As I die to myself, as I go down, it comes up. The power of God is going to be fruitful in your life. The point of contact you have brought, even if you have not brought anything, Should I let, let, you, let you in into a secret? If you will receive it, the clothes you are wearing today can be filled with power. If you will receive it. As you apply this point of contact, they will work for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. So we're going to minister. But before we begin to minister, let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. If you are saying, Pastor, my conductivity has an issue. Sin is a big issue. Can you pray with me? Can, can I come under the blood? Can Jesus wash away these sins? Can I deal with it now, once and for all? Yes, I want to pray with you. And God wants to deal with it. Oh, pastor, do I need to come forward so you can pray with me? No, you don't need to come forward. We're going to do this by radiation. Wherever you are seated. I said, but pastor, what about me? I used to be with God, but I've backslidden into sin. Do I have hope? Yes, you do. Can I join this prayer? Yes, you can. Thank you for that hand. Put the hands up over your head, wherever you are seated. The hands are going up already. Hands. God bless you, ma. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my brother over there. God bless you. God bless you over there. I need to come. God bless you. I need to repent. I need to come. God bless you, my sister, right there. That is me. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. God bless you right there, my, my brother. Sir. God bless you. Keep the hands up. I'm going to pray with you now. I'm going to slip a card in your hand. I'm going to pray with you that God, the God of heaven, will take this sin out. God bless you, ma. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you right there at the back. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. Over there, God bless you. Keep the hands up. That is me. That is me. That is me. Hey, but pastor, ah, I'm, I'm an anointed man of God, though. If I raise up my hand, I will be embarrassed, though. I'm sorry for you. And I raise your hand and get your life straightened out with God. Put it up before God. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, that's you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. That is me. God bless you right there. Oh, God bless you, sir. Once you have the card, you can put on your hand. I'm about to pray. There's going to be a shift in your life, a total shift in your life. Father, I pray for everyone 
we surrender to you today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That sin will not have dominion over us. The power of sin broken at the cross of Calvary. Let it come into fruition in these lives in the name of Jesus. The grace to live in grace. To live beyond condemnation. To live in the fullness of the life of Christ. Give unto us all. And give unto these ones particularly. And let your name be glorified. So let's just take a moment, the rest of us. There are other things that you can deal with by yourself. It could be your fasting. You have not been fasting. Why don't you talk to God that, God, I'm sorry. Just help me this last week. This last week. Help me pushing. Help me pressing. For some of us, it's an area of exposure. We are saved, but we are hiding. Why don't you say to God, I open my life now, Lord. Let your light invade my life. For some of us, our hunger level, we need to say to God, Lord, I thirst for you. I'm hungry for you, Lord. Increase my hunger for you. Yet for some of us, we are full of ourselves. It's our thickness level. We are too thick for the power to flow, really. Oh, if you have the card, you can put on your hand and just talk. It's okay. I just talk to God. You say, I'm too thick. I need to let go. Why don't you just say to God, I empty myself of myself today. That you will fill me, oh God. Less of me. Better still, none of me and all of you. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory, Lord. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying.